0: The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. I'm the Doctor.
1: I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castelberus. I'm 903 years old, and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got no a problem with that? the new england society of geeks podcast i'm your host eric and this is going to be something new uh at least i don't know if we're gonna end up doing this as a regular thing i don't know what uh, my co-host feels about that but we'll talk about that later <laughs> in the meantime this is going to be something i like to call the, the geek lords, lords of gallifrey <laughs> <laughs> because we are going to talk some doctor who which is awesome and for that I have a very special guest with me, and he's someone you might know from such great podcasts as the Monthly Comics Cast and the Star Wars Chronological Rewatch Experiment 2.0 on this very uh, podcast, and that is the Cosmic Comic Guru, Dario. What's up, Dario?
0: Hey, everybody. What's going on?
1: So, this is actually... uh, Dario's idea, and I was all for it, because there's some new Doctor Who out, and uh, and, uh, we wanted to talk about it. And as of this recording, we are recording this on the day that the second special came out, so we're going to talk about special number one, The Star Beast, and special number two, uh, Wild Blue Yonder. And, just in case, uh, a little warning for you. Oh, spoiler alert. We... We're not going to try to... I don't know, we'll see what happens, but we may spoil some stuff, so you have been warned.
0: Yeah, I think there's no way I can talk about it without spoiling stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Now, the first thing I wanted to do was talk a little bit about our history with Doctor Who. Um, uh, For example, I have been a fan since I was a little kid. I used to watch it with my dad. I started with the great Tom Baker, who will always remain my number one favorite doctor. Uh, but I got to say, after thinking about it for a while, I think David Tennant is maybe my second favorite of all. So that'll give you a little idea of where I'm going with these episodes. And what is your
0: history with I, Doctor Who? I, you know, I, I think most people, most younger viewers, will agree with will agree with you as David Tennant being probably their favorite, and then probably Matt Smith next.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, I liked Matt Smith, Smith, but I like
0: David Tennant better. Yeah. So my history with Doctor Who goes all the way back to Tom Baker, like you. Um, I grew up in the '70s, uh, and I remember watching it on Channel Two, um, PBS. Maybe is that what it was? Yeah, it was probably yeah, Channel yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what days it. I feel like it was on Saturdays. I can barely remember what day it was on. And probably. it was. It was on, What's that? Probably. Yeah, I think it was probably on around six or seven. But I watched it once I discovered it. I watch it religiously. I mean, how can he not like? Oh. have the intro music from oh, the original I, series scare the Dickens out of you? I
1: know. <laughs> I had uh, a while years ago. I had that as my ringtone on my phone. Did you? Yeah, the original yeah. theme song.
0: So I watched great. all all the Tom Baker stuff, all the way up to all the way up to like the last two series because he was he's I I think he's still the longest running Doctor they had. I think so. Um, yeah. Uh, and the the, la- the his last two series um, didn't make it to the U.S. Mm. Or when they did, I had stopped watching it for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but I would probably because
1: you got into girls or something stupid like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just remember. I just remember like when I was a kid, I would like. I specifically remember when I was when I was in fourth grade, I was sick for a, a really long time, and in that, and I was out of school for a long time. And I, I just remember I watched Doctor Who every single time it was on. So I'd just be sitting there like I can't do anything. I'm just waiting to get better. <laughs> and you know, I besides Doctor Who was Star Blazers and other stuff. Oh, so it's yes. oh. all the stuff that I love. Yeah. And then and then when I moved back to Massachusetts in 2004, um, I think the new series started. Two thousand four. Sounds about right. Christopher mm-hmm. Eccleston and I, at the time, found ways to watch it because it wasn't being aired in the United States. So I was able to keep up with all that stuff. There's no way I'm a, I'm a Doctor Who fan through and through.
1: I did not watch it when it first started with Eccleston. Um, I I think I I don't remember what why I didn't and why I started watching. But I think I started somewhere in the middle of David Tennant's run. And I went Mm -hmm. back and I watched everything before that, but for some reason I was, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't have the channel it was on or something, I don't know, I don't remember. But anyway, I was a little late coming back uh, back to it. The only way to watch
0: it, all the way up to when Matt Smith started, the only way you could watch it was if you got it through nefarious means that might be why (laughs) I remember I used to, I used to take the train from where I live in the Boston when I was working for Merrill Lynch and I had transferred from Pennsylvania to go work in Boston. And I had a PSP when the PSP first came out. Oh yeah. And I found out that I could transfer uh, video files onto it. So every new episode of Dr. Who that came out, I put on that and I'd be on the train Watch so those before before even had a, uh, an iPhone, so <laughs> or, not or, you know, even then the iPhones I think had a little tiny little window on them, so they couldn't do much as far as
1: yeah, right, you know,
0: watching videos.
1: Yeah. So
0: I was, I'd watch. I would watch them on my PSP. So it was, I, I don't know. I loved it. And for classic who I've watched almost everything. I think um, I have William Hartnell. I didn't love so much, but yeah, the, everything everything going forward, you know, I've, I've watched as much as I can. I have a massive library. DVDs,
1: even uh, even the old black and white days, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think, I think there's some lost episodes that I probably have missed. I know they've done they've like released some as animated uh episodes because they could only save the audio from it or things like that. Yeah,
0: so there's a there's a there's a couple episodes that they thought were permanently lost, but they found audio form in. Right. in in australia i think or new zealand
1: weird like that yeah
0: weird places um and then the the, i think the rumor has it is that they found they they might have found some video for something uh but most of it is just the intact audio and then just still shots Mm. so they would for the longest time they would just play the audio and you'd just have like a shot of wayne hartnell like (laughs) doing his wayne hartnell thing
1: they could have released it as a podcast oh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah and then but they did end up animating some of it. I know they released a couple of them animated.
0: Yeah, they did a lot. Fun. And then for animated stuff, um, there's an episode of Doctor Who called Sharda that that never got aired. Um, it wasn't wasn't finished. It was written by Douglas Adams and Ooh. they did release it. They've done so much with this. They've, they've they they did a novelization of it. They re- they they released parts of it on a special vhs that tom baker um, hosted you know back in the 80s i had that um they did the eighth doctor the um paul mcgann they animated it with him instead of tom baker so uh, they basically redid did the entire story but not live action animated and they just inserted the eighth doctor in there for all that stuff <laughs> And then they reanimated it again with Tom Baker doing audio, all the audio. So there's like so many ways to watch that particular
1: episode. <laughs> <show. laughs> nice, yeah. So, yeah, just I just always enjoy Doctor Who. It's just fun. It's a fun mm-hmm. show. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's also not too comical. It's just, it's just fun. It's great sci-fi, and uh, yeah, it's great stuff.
0: Growing up, the, the the low level sci uh, special effects never bothered me, but yeah, now guy. as as an adult, I watch it because um, <laughs> they they high, they they HD high res or whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, and there's one episode. Oh, uh, that can't be good. Uh, the me. second episode of Tom Baker's Tom Baker's run is called Ark in Space which you probably remember mm. they, they, they land on a, on an arc that has the remnants of the human race and cryogenic oh, uh, sleep. Yeah. And this insectoid race yep. is there. They're eating people and gaining the memories and all that stuff. But there's one guy that gets started, turn, starts turning into one of the insect people and he has to hide his hand. <laughs> the whole, most of the episodes is transforming. <laughs> and when he takes his hand out, it looks like it's supposed to look like a larvae kind of a hand.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. And, in HD, you can very clearly see it's bubble wrap.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's, it's weird uh, because it's, it's like, you, you think of this, you think of the age of this stuff, bubble wrap back then was not common. Yeah. All right. I mean, not like it is now. Now right. it's everywhere. It's like when I went to the recreation of the, um, the original enter- Enterprise in New York, they had plastic spray bottles everywhere filled with like just colored liquids. And they were like, you think that we just, we just put this here just to have stuff on the shelf, but this is what they had on the show. They go "And back in the (laughs) sixties plastic spray bottles were not common.
1: (laughs) They were fairly new. (laughs) Interesting. It's funny to think of things like that. Like, I don't know. Have you ever seen the meme about the, uh, that talks about the uh, moon landing being fake, being CG graphics? And then they show they show the shot of the Death Star trench from Star Wars on on their computer screen, and they're like, "This is the CG graphics they had back then." <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get into it, shall we? Um, did you so you you uh you've been all caught up on every like you watched all of Jodie's seasons and everything.
0: I did not. I watched the first couple episodes of Jody, and I wasn't digging the stories. And I decided to take a break. I and every I watched, time I watched reviews, yeah. it was very hard for me to find reasonable reviews because there was a yeah. lot of hate. Um, but I, I very consistently found that most people feel that the writing for her era was pretty terrible.
1: I think I watched all of it, and I think she was great. She did mm-hmm. a great job. But yeah, the writing just wasn't—it just wasn't good most of the time, sadly. So mm-hmm. you didn't really miss anything. But anyway,
0: well, I, I am gonna—I am gonna get caught up on it now because I just was like, you know, what? If I'm watching the show again, I can't say that I—I I missed this whole era. So I'm gonna have to—I'm gonna go yeah, back and watch right, it. Right? Yeah, that's the old collector mentality there. Gotta <laughs> get, <to> get everything. Gotta <laughs> watch all of it. Well, it's either I'm, dust my hands off and be done with the whole series. Or you can't pick and choose right That's one of those things right and I so I, I am gonna watch it
1: even if you have to struggle through it but i mean i don't know it wasn't it wasn't painful but it just wasn't
0: i like this i like the first episode the girl fell from the sky basically when she's fighting that squiggle thing oh, I saw yeah. that
1: yeah
0: and i liked her cast her supporting cast her companions yeah they were I love i, I love it when they have one-on-one companion yeah because I do there's too. a bunch of people can play off of each other-hmm they very rarely do that. Like, uh, yeah. you know, Peter Davison had more than one companion. Tom Baker Bailey. I don't think he ever had more than one companion. Oh no, when he, he had when he had uh, Sarah Jane and um, Harry, that yeah. was when he had two. But I don't think he had more than two after that.
1: Well, he also had canine. So if you want to count, oh yeah, K-9 counts. <laughs> I love canine.
0: Yeah, who doesn't?
1: Um. So, anyways, so at the end of her run. She regenerated into David Tennant again, and um, that was a big that was a big surprise. Well, it wasn't really a surprise. Everybody knew it was coming, thanks internet. But that was like the big cliffhanger. Why did why did she re- regenerate back into David Tennant's face? Mm-hmm.
0: And they, I mean, they also let out the fact that they had cast uh, is that his name? Um, the new doctor that they at the time they it yes. was it was known that he was gonna be the doctor, is also. That his name? Yeah, I think yeah, it's it is. shooty, I think it's, yeah, it's not how it's spelled, so. but I think it's pronounced that way.
1: Yeah, um, so this is kind of the interim between that. So there are three specials. Uh, the first one came out November 25th, the second one came out today, December 2nd, and the third one is coming out on the 9th. So basically, one every week, and the first one we'll talk about. Is uh, the Star Beast special number one? Special number one. What did you think?
0: So, I liked it a lot, but you I, 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 there was no surprises for me. Yeah. Um, when they announced what the story was, uh, I had read that story a million times growing up, ah. so there was no, there was no, there was no shock, there was no surprise when right. they got to the twist or no. any of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I obviously, all the stuff with Donna's family is new. But yeah. um, everything with the Starbees, you know, beep to meep and all that stuff yeah. was consistent.
1: <laughs> that that actually surprised me. I was not expe- – I did not – I've never read that one, so I would, did not expect that. And I thought that was a really good twist, too.
0: hmm
1: I like that. That was really good.
0: So for having not known ahead of time, I mean, you really were surprised. You were just like, Well, he's a bad guy.
1: I was, yeah. I was. Because <laughs> I was That's like cool. – so because you had the meep, the meep and he's this cute, fuzzy, alien-looking guy. And he was all cute, and and you know, and then you had the um, the what was he, the wrath?
0: Yeah, they're the, called the wrath. They're yeah, the, 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 the big, really, really tall insectoid looking things yeah. with claws and guns. Yes, and they, you know, the
1: story was that the meep told that they were hunting him because he was the last of his
0: or, or they like his fur or whatever. They wanted this fur, they yeah, killed that the, they, they had killed their whole race for their fur. Yeah. Because to meep, if you, for those people who hadn't seen it is a very small like round cute ball of fur that looks like a cat.
1: Yeah, with these giant eyes. Yeah. And uh, it kind of looks like a cross between a cat and a gremlin. Yeah. Sort of. And um and then when the other when the the entity came out and took over took control of the unit soldiers and then they came and they were fighting the wrath I was like wait a minute what's going on here and then uh and then when the twist came I was like oh of course I should have seen that coming but it was really See, I
0: don't I don't remember the the that happening in the comics so I was a little confused I thought there was a third alien that they were introducing
1: maybe they added that for the episode yeah
0: so I think that's new but you gotta re, you gotta remember I, I I read that when I was probably 13 so I don't re, you know yeah I don't remember that
1: was a long time ago Um, (laughs) I kid I kid It was a long time ago for me too Um, But yeah so when it happened And and the way it happened was really Really good too Um, I like (laughs) the doctor When you put on the judge wig and everything And (laughs) He was going through the witnesses, and then the meat was finally like, ah, I can't do this anymore and he's just like,
0: "I know the meat's like, ah, the hell with this, it pulls the gun out, and it's funny because in the comic they very specific they very clearly are like, and the meat pulls a gun out from who knows where it's, like, <laughs> just like it's in that fur somewhere <laughs>
1: yeah, but it was i really I really enjoyed it. it was a great story. it was great to see uh the doctor and Donna back together again mm-hmm. um and it was interesting to see her her family now and everything and her daughter it was really it was a good
0: so i think Donna is one of my favorite companions um i, I mean so too, yeah. if you gonna uh, talk I, only about the new stuff i think Donna literally is like one of the one of the best companions i agree i
1: really i really enjoyed
0: her yeah she's not no, she's not a love interest or she's not helpless and she's right. she's she's funny and tough and and you know doesn't put up with anything. It's such a great character. Yep, she's clever and yeah, she's, she's clever and dumb all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she really is great.
1: So so seeing them back together again, it was just like it felt like it felt comfortable. It felt you know mm-hmm. even though I gotta say they're both a, they're both a bit
0: older. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't realize David Tennant's in his fifties. Yeah. Fifty one or fifty two. Yeah, he had so. he had his birthday when they were filming the first episode. Oh, that's nice.
1: I hope they did something yeah.
0: nice for him. <laughs> they did. They, they they surprised him. They showed the behind the scenes. Like once I watch an episode, I go online and I find all the behind the scenes stuff and watch all that.
1: Oh, that's smart. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can kind of see it in their faces a little. Like, oh yeah, they're older now. <laughs> but hey, so am I. So,
0: and the other thing too is that you can tell. David Tennant's doing a good job of playing not his doctor, but the 14th doctor. So yes. it's the same. He's These doctors all have the same memories unless something goes drastically awry. And there's, there's a reason for them to not remember things. Right. Uh, so he remembers everything. He's got the same face, but he's got some changes in his personality. You know, he's a little bit different, which is good.
1: Yeah. And uh, he's got a heck of a sonic screwdriver there, too.
0: Oh, that new Sonic Screwdriver! Um, watched a lot of this because I'm just much of a nerd. Before the series started, I watched a lot of like reviews about the Sonic Screwdriver, what it what it would look like, what it was going to do. Oh yeah, uh, right. They released the toy for it that I can't get here in the states unless I want to pay a lot of money for it because I have a lot of replica screwdrivers. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I can't wait to see that in use. And I didn't realize he was going to start with it. Like he has it right away.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And what I learned from watching the behind the scenes with Russell T. Davis, Davies is that the what happens between his regeneration and this first episode is not immediate. There is There are things that has uh-huh. happened before then. That's, that, that's one of the reasons why he has a Sonic.
1: Right. Okay, cool. Interesting. I wonder if they'll get into that at all.
0: No, oh, and basically it leaves them open for all the stories that they want to bring back. Right,
1: yeah. And um yeah, I like he did some interesting things with it. Which I kind I really like that because I've always I've always liked that Sonic Sonic screwdriver and the idea behind it and everything, but I always wanted to see it do more, so I'm very happy.
0: I have mixed feelings. I think the Sonic should just be the Sonic.
1: Um
0: <laughs> but so long as it's not being used as a weapon or anything stupid like that no, because the yeah. doctor the yes. doctor very Specifically, is 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 many things, but he's not your classic "I'm going to shoot things or defeat things through violence" kind of a guy,
1: right? Which that's also one of the things I've always loved about him. Yeah, and uh, but he had, but as we seen, like he he built he built with a sonic screwdriver a couple of shields, so he's got good defense oh. there.
0: Yeah, actually, I forgot about that. He, so behind the scenes, is they actually use plexiglass? So when he's putting that out, oh. those are actual plexiglass shields that he's moving. Oh,
1: that's cool. That's brilliant. Yeah. I like that. And then
0: all the uh all the aliens, when they have that big gunfight outside of Donna's house, yep. they're they're actually firing like paintballs oh, that no are designed that when they hit, they cause that spark. Yep. So all the oh, wow. what it's supposed to look like bullets ricocheting was is actually there. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, and
1: that, that reminds me, I got to say, the special effects are really, were really good in these specials.
0: Oh, yeah, you can tell that they're dropping money into this. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> As we discussed earlier, you know, Doctor Who is not always known for the best special effects. They, you know, they, they did what they could with the budget they had, but mm-hmm. they definitely upped them for these specials.
0: Yeah, in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, it was what it was, right? It yep. was, it was, it was a long-running but cheap sci-fi show.
1: Yeah, and they brought it
0: back in two thousand and four. It was better, yes, much better. Mm-hmm. But by standards of what we're seeing now, oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, totally different. And um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs>
0: On the special effects.
1: Oh yeah, and um, even like the meat itself was really looked really yeah. good. Like I couldn't tell. How it was
0: done if it was I can tell you how it was done because I watched behind the scenes. Yeah, I thought you're good. So they had they had a um, um I think she was a ballet dancer. I'm not entirely sure. Well they mentioned that she had a specialty besides acting. But it was it was a girl in a in a in a in a green suit, so you couldn't see her upper half. Oh. and she would operate it. So she was no, she wasn't crutched up and inside of it, she was standing uh and operating the hands. Hmm. And, and moving the body around and doing all the things, the head was entirely animatronic. So they had people that would operate the ears and the eyes and the mouth. So every scene with the beep, when the actors were interacting with it, the meep did everything it would it was it was supposed to do. Now, granted, they had to go through and post and add blinking and make the mouth match the words and all that other stuff. Right, but it was it was ah. uh, it was it was almost. Fully rendered. In fact, they brought Dave Gibbons and I can't remember the writer of or the original story. Um, they brought them onto the set to show them, and they were just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Dave Gibbons was like, "This is the Meep that I drew, you know, 31 years ago." Right. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then even the spaceship that that crashes in the in the so when the Meep arrives on the planet, the the ship that's carrying him crashes in a in a in a steel factory and the they constructed the lower half of that on site. So Oh cool. landing struts and the bottom half of it it was a physical thing that was there. Awesome.
1: Another that's another thing I love about Doctor Who. They do um they do kind of um weird, funny, interesting technology sometimes like that that ship with its um
0: double bladed dagger drive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and when they <laughs> kept saying it, you were like, okay, that's weird. What are, and then when he explained what it does, you were like Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So he he it pounds into the the ground and then destroys what it's on to take off. And it just that was like that's really that's really evil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's why he was like, there are better things you could use to get into space. And the meep's like, ah, yeah. destroy everything! Oh, <laughs> hail the meep! Oh, <laughs> hail the meep!
1: That was great. I love that chant. That was great.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so that was an interesting thing And when you finally explained it to it I was like, that's so That's so evil, that's so bad (laughs) You don't have to do it, but You want to
0: They did a good job of uh, wrapping up the the story with Donna, as far as you know, the, when we last saw her, she was in a state in a situation where she couldn't interact with the doctor again, or else her mind would explode because right. she had yeah. absorbed the doctor's energy and all that stuff. And I think the, the how they worked that out was just fine. I thought.
1: I thought so too. I thought it was uh, it was really good. It was a very clever way to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is another thing I love about Doctor Who. They're always very clever. At least the mm-hmm. really, the really good ones are episodes are really clever
0: well yeah i mean doctor who's like everything from from epic space opera to bottle episodes where it's just in one you know it all happens in one room there's so there's, there's some great episodes that mm. just happen in, in one set yeah so, exactly i call those the money saving episodes
1: <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed and uh i like in a And so at the end, you know, the doctor wins, of course, with the help of Donna and her, her new daughter and, and they capture the meep and, and the meep says uh, something about the boss, his boss isn't going to be happy about this or whatever. And then you're like, and then, you know, they moved on and but you know, in your mind, you're like, Oh, what do we got going on there?
0: With yeah, that. so that's probably one of the things I didn't like about the episode because I felt like what they that they're building up to like some overarching major bad guy. Yeah, and I don't yeah. feel like that really carried over into the second episode.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel I didn't that, that way it. either. Yeah, was but was that a part of the original story or
0: no? I don't. Not no, not really.
1: Yeah, yeah I didn't think so. So that'll be interesting, perhaps if we get. So that's that's if you wonder if it, that's something that's going to be in a third episode or if that's something that's going to carry on over into the new season.
0: It could be anything. Like, honestly, yeah. I, up until today, I thought there was four, I thought there were four specials. Mm. And then I watched the, so I watched the episode tonight's episode, which was the second one. And then I watched the official podcast. I did the same thing for, for, for the first one last week. I watched the episode, then I watched the podcast. I
1: didn't know there was an official podcast.
0: Yeah, they, they put it on YouTube so you can watch the whole thing. Nice. Um, and along with all the behind-the-scenes stuff. A lot of that stuff is only available in the UK, but people are thankfully dropping them on YouTube for me to watch. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so I watched the – the The podcast for the second one And I lost my train of thought
1: <laughs> <laughs> We seem to be doing that um, yeah,
0: Well, it happened because my cat just distracted me And I was like, oh, the meep <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hell, <hail> the meep <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, hell, the meep uh, You were going... To, uh, I forgot to now
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's alright Either way, the... the um, oh, so... The the overarching bad guy like thing that's going on. Oh, this is where I was. I thought there was four episodes? Um, so I was watching the I was watching a podcast and they were talking about how next week's the last episode. Right. And I was just like, what? It's the last episode? I thought I thought there was going to be. Everyone knows the third episode is a celestial toy maker. There's no. There's no like surprise there if you're keeping any kind of eye on what's going on with Doctor Who. Right. Um, but I thought it was going to be a two-parter. And maybe it will. Maybe it will maybe lead into his uh, the Shooty Shooty's series. Who knows? Maybe. I also was expecting to see more of Shooty in the, in the second episode. I thought – since we didn't see him in the first episode, I thought we were going to see him in the second episode. So.
1: Which we didn't. So will we see him in the third? We I know, know there's a lot
0: of people that were expecting to see cameos from other doctors and stuff. Yeah. Which we haven't seen in the first two episodes. I, if we never do, I'm fine with it.
1: I'm Yeah, I'm fine with it too. Yeah. We've had it happen. Right. Other episodes with it. And I th- I thought there was something happening, something totally separate, like the 60th anniversary or something.
0: Well, this uh, is the 60th anniversary and it's leading into the new series and they're doing, they're right. doing a lot of other doctor who stuff. Like yeah, one of the okay. things that they're doing is Tales from the TARDIS, which I haven't seen any of those yet. Oh yeah. Right. Um, and allegedly they're doing something. I don't think it's allegedly. I think it's fact um that they're doing something with paul mcgann like live action which would be great
1: hmm. okay
0: for a guy that only had one one episode
1: <laughs>
0: an american episode um his work on big at, at big finish productions all his audio adventures are amazing
1: are they i've never listened to
0: yeah them. i've been listening to him forever they're so good
1: hmm. um anything else you want to talk about the first episode
0: no, I think, I, I, I think it's hard to tell. I think I'm gonna wait for all three of them to come out to, for me to rank them. Um, yeah, but I like yeah. this episode a lot. And so far, I felt like I, I've had to watch. So far, I've had to watch each one twice to make sure I wasn't missing anything <laughs> because sometimes they talk so fast, I'm like, I don't even know what they just said. So
1: well, that's why I watch it with uh, the subtitles on.
0: Oh, that's a smart idea. <laughs> I've learned that sometimes if you have the subtitles on, you'll learn stuff that you don't even know. Yeah, like I do. Those, those, those. yeah sometimes. Yep, I have yeah, done that. I'll, I'll put the names of somebody where if you don't know who the name is, you'll be like, oh, that's who's speaking? <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> or like sometimes if um, there's there's like people shouting in the background or something, it, <clears throat> you can't really hear what they're saying. You can see it. on the, and you're yeah. like, Oh, that's what they're saying. Or sometimes um, – It'll it uh certain noises will come up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like at one point it said, uh TARDIS whooshing. <laughs> TARDIS what?
0: Whooshing? Whooshing,
1: yeah. <laughs> and um sometimes it'll play some noises that you're like, Oh, I wouldn't have heard that. I didn't hear that. So yeah. that was interesting. And there's one time on something one of the Star Wars shows where I actually learned the name of something. They never said the name, but it was in the subtitles. Every time they yeah. talked it was their name, and then what they said. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I was referring to, because I know it was a Star Wars thing where if you watched it... Oh, you know what it is? I think um, in Ahsoka, they're standing in front of um, some some ancient, like, relic, and I think if you're watching the subtitles, they actually give away what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, it. yeah. Yeah. It was something like that, yeah. But yeah, so I started watching things. Actually, I when we do our Star Wars rewatch podcast, I always... When I rewatch the, the the Star Wars stuff, I watch it on with the sub with the subtitles on or closed captioning or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. just so I can see everything yeah so i and then I just left it on and <laughs> started watching Doctor Who with the the subtitles on so it works good sometimes with British shows when some other people have you know the thicker accents. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm aware. <laughs> what they just say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, my wife had to do that with the great British baking show because it was one one of the guys, he his accent was so thick it was it was like he wasn't even speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, episode one, great episode. And that brings us to the episode that was released today episode uh special number 2 wild blue yonder and in this episode this was i found this episode very interesting um i enjoyed it a lot it was it was a different it was it was a different type of episode from episode 1
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and it, i just found it very interesting it was very much of a kind of a mind mess with your mind type of episode which I really enjoyed
0: the entire thing happens on a spaceship and it only aside from the, from the introduction, they're the only, they're the only two actors on the whole thing. Right. So, I mean, I, and also, um, after watching the behind the scenes and all that, this one has this, this, this is one of the ones that was almost entirely all green screens, which you,
1: I kind of figured. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: I mean, aside from when they're in, like, a couple of the tighter corridors in the small rooms, I mean, that big, huge hallway is all green screen and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, all all that. But basically, the synopsis for the story is that the Doctor and Donna land on a spaceship on the edge of the universe, on the absolute edge of the universe, furthest out than than the Doctor has ever been, ever. That was cool. And there they meet two evil duplicates of themselves. Yes.
1: And uh, hijinks ensue. Yeah,
0: it was pretty spooky. I mean, I watched it and I was like, I was like, I don't even know, I don't, I don't even know what I just saw. So I watched it again, and I was like, this is really kind of a creepy episode. (laughs) It is.
1: It was really creepy. I loved it. Um, and their doppelgangers. It was funny. It was cool the way they first introduced them, where like each, like the doctor was talking to Donna, and then they would change to another scene of the doctor and Donna talking, and Keep going back and forth between the two scenes for a bit, and you'd be like, "Oh, what's going on here and then, um although you know uh if you're a sci fi fan, you probably already figured, Oh yeah, one of them's fake, <laughs> but yeah, but then when they started talking about, Oh, my arms are too long, and you're like, What <laughs>
0: And then they show I know him. the special effects that they did for that were were just crazy. I know. Especially when the doctor walks around, he's just dragging these two huge arms behind him. My <laughs> arms are <it's> too long. <laughs>
1: and then <laughs> and then the scene where they were chasing them down the the big hallway and they just were growing giant and everything. That was yeah. crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this and they get the all tangled thing. up and blocked the hallway. That was so good. Yeah. And earlier, when they when they start talking about being hungry, I thought they were saying that they were going to eat them. But when I rewatched oh, yeah. it, it's really this them trying to understand the concept of eating. Yes. So they were like, oh, yep. yeah, you eat. Right.
1: Yeah, at first, for a second, I thought they were going to eat them, too. And then they were like, oh, no, that's right, we eat. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It was, yeah. So-
0: I thought th- I thought this episode was 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 really good, but like I said earlier, I felt like it kind of felt like a filler episode to me.
1: Yes, yeah, it did. Unless somehow what happened in this episode somehow affects the next episode.
0: Well, I think it, it's going to. I mentioned that when the doctor uses the salt, the oh, salt yes, yes the salt, uh, yeah. to stop the monsters from coming after him by yeah. telling them a superst super, super superstition. He's saying that they're so close to the edge of the universe that the line between reality and fantasy is, is blurred. So he feels like, oh, who knows what I did? You know, maybe. Yeah. And we can already tell uh, cool. because of the, the, the first episode, the, the the opening scene when they run into Sir Isaac Newton. Um, <laughs> they he, he, he messes up and uh, they he, he names uh, not Gravity, but Mavity. Yeah, yeah. And then throughout the episode whenever they say gravity, the doctor is always saying mavity. <laughs> Maybe we're caught in a mavity well. I'm like, "No!"
1: <laughs> and then um that that scene actually <laughs> when they did the the gravity of the situation joke. It's, oh, it's such so funny. A, it's such a dumb joke, but having the two of them do it, it was just like that was great. <laughs>
0: Yeah, especially with Donna just trying to say it. The doctor's like,
1: (laughs) stop. She's like, no, we're
0: going to say this.
1: (laughs) And then they ended up saying it together. I was like, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) That's great stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that, that brings, actually, that brings me to the end of the episode, too, where the doctor brings Donna home, but everything's changed. Something's going on. There's mad chaos. There's Destruction is people fighting. There's a plane crashing. What's gonna happen next?
0: Well, we know is the celestial toy makers there, and we're gonna see Wilfred. You know the doctor, the actor that plays him, passed away. Oh, really? He passed away before this aired. So they filmed they filmed this, and I think it was just maybe a few months afterwards he died. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. He's a great. He's. I mean, he was in all the all the other episodes with Donna. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and, and uh, if you didn't already know this, that actor acted in Doctor Who in the 60s or 70s.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: As an entirely different character.
1: Oh, cool. That's awesome.
0: So he has history with the show. I like that. Mm-hmm.
1: I like when they do stuff like that. They've done it a few times. and mm-hmm. That's like um, Peter Capaldi was actually in an episode years before he actually became the Doctor. The
0: fires of Pompeii.
1: Yes. I love that. And
0: he was in Torchwood. Have you seen those Torchwood episodes?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. The Children of Earth? Yeah. Ah, oh, I love those episodes. Those are so that that I don't I don't love Torchwood, but the the that Children of Earth miniseries is so good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm kinda iffy on I'm kind of uh indifferent towards Torchwood. I didn't really love it, but I didn't really hate it. I'm just like, eh. It's not the well. For
0: the X Files feel for the Doctor Who universe. I like to lot There was an episode in the series. There was an episode. I found it very disturbing, uh, where they were basically harvesting meat from a giant alien mm. while it was still alive. They were keeping it alive and they were just tunneling into it Jeez. and harvesting the meat. It was well. Uh, oh, it's very disturbing. Yeah, it is
1: disturbing. Poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, but. I think this second episode was also another great example of the how they how great the special effects have been. These, um, I think they did a great job on everything and it looked really good. And
0: even for a green screen, it looked great. And yeah, that that uh, robot was that robot wasn't CG at all. That robot was fully uh, puppeteered. Oh, uh, cool! So they, they 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 created it. It had it was suspended. I guess it had a thing in the back of its head to keep it to keep it kind of operate because if the cable wasn't there, it would have just kind of slumped down. <laughs> uh, but they had people that would operate the leg, so when it moved, somebody would be like boom and it moved the leg. <laughs> and you know, it was just it was a really cool looking little bot.
1: The only the only thing that the only little nitpicky I had that, that I question is the captain of the ship that was out in space mm-hmm. was just a skeleton. And would would that happen if she was out in space? Would she still decompose like for that for three
0: years? Probably not. Probably just frozen.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: But we also don't know. But we also don't know if she's not already if she's just not naturally skeletal. That's true. Yeah, because that's uh, the when they were doing the behind the scenes. Uh, well, when I was watching the podcast, Russell T Davies was talking to the the, the, the podcasters, mm. and he goes that that captain of the ship is a race we've never seen before. Mm. He goes. So you guys can come up with a name, and so long as it's not, you know, he goes. You come up with a good, you know, a good name. Don't come up with a goofy, stupid name. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you if you, call, if you guys come up with a good name, we'll canonize it and make that what they're what they're called. It
1: kind of reminded me of, um, not exactly, but it kind of reminded me of Beta Ray Bill.
0: Yeah, I knew you were going <laughs> to say that.
1: <laughs> I could totally see that. You know.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: It was a little different, but. Still, there were some similarities there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember what race he's from, what species. No, no one knows. His thing is called. But anyway, yeah, I could definitely (laughs) see them being, like, Beta Ray billish.
0: If this was our comic book podcast, we'd have an editor that would look it up. Oh, yeah, we would. Is that a hint? That's a different show. No, that's not a hint. That's a different show. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anything?
1: Uh have we missed anything from the second episode that you wanted to bring up?
0: Well, I'm glad that the TARDIS didn't change its appearance. I it was I thought because they changed the interior of the TARDIS and immediately blew it off at the end of the first episode. I thought that um I thought that right. it was gonna regenerate into a different into a different TARDIS.
1: I love <laughs> this version of the TARDIS. I, loved I it.
0: I I kind of love it. I I feel like it's the interior of an Apple Store.
1: <laughs> oh yeah! Now that oh, I <laughs> wish you hadn't said that.
0: <laughs> but I do like it a lot.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, because uh, the last one Jody's was kind of a smaller, darker, a little more cramped.
0: So Jody's I, was terrible.
1: Yeah. Jody's artist. Yeah, it was. It was, was. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so it was nice to see this one. And it was just like. Oh, it's so pretty. Um, by the way, uh, Beta Ray Bill's race is the Corbinites.
0: Ah, that was my first guess.
1: And when I went to Google it and I typed in Beta Ray, it came up. (laughs) Beta Ray Ray Bill's race is the first thing that came up.
0: (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's
1: funny. (laughs) So apparently we're not the only ones who had that question. Um, anything else? No. All right. Uh, we forgot to actually <laughs> talk about the um
0: that's what was that special the, the children need no I was gonna bring it up to, after we were done talking about this so okay. the I missed the it, timeline so. for the episodes as I mentioned earlier because they were saying that from his regeneration to these these episodes there was a time there was there was you know things that happened so when he regenerates on the clifftop Jody Whitaker regenerates um, the, the next thing to happen if I, if I, if my sources are right, the internet. Oh,
1: um,
0: well, we know they're right. <laughs> they're always
1: right. <laughs> they're always right. <laughs>
0: um, it leads right into the children in need special and the children in need special is a short, like 12 minute, maybe 15 minute episode where the doctor spirals into Scarrow in the past. While Davros is giving a presentation to his lackey assistant, was the first Dalek that he created, so it is ah. prior to Davros being being scarred and confined to a to a mobility chair. Um, so he goes, and, you know, gives a whole speech. It's the same actor who played Davros, you know, um, years ago in the New Era. So it's the same guy, right, right, right. And he leaves the room. The doctor shows up, and when he crashes his tARDIS, he accidentally rips the. Uh, the, the 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 Dalek had a had a very mean looking grasper arm, and the TARDIS had knocked it off. Oh. And the guy's like, "You just destroyed uh, Davros's new creation," and he was like, "Oh, um, here, put this on it," and he hands him a plunger. <laughs> so he puts the plunger on there, and then Davros comes back and looks at it, and he goes, "I like it." <laughs> I love it. That's that's hilarious. It's just a little joke episode. It it was really funny and really good. Um, So I dug it.
1: I'm sure I can probably find it online.
0: Oh, yeah, you can find it. Just go on YouTube. It's all over the place.
1: Yeah. Nice. (laughs) So
0: having brought that up, I should talk about things that people don't like about what's going on. Yes. One one of the things, and I, I don't like to propagate negative things, especially about a show that I love so much and is, is near and dear to me. And right. I don't support any of the things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, but it's things that people are being real tools about. Yes. So one, uh, Russell T. Davies has decided that going forward, whenever they portray Davros, he's not going to be scarred or in his mobility unit. Um, I don't mind that. I kind of don't like it at the same time. Um, yeah, I feel like. I'm mixed the, on the, it. They I understand the reasoning behind it, sure. Um, I've talked to people my age who have grown up watching Doctor Who and we never once considered Davros to be like a just a, like like a disabled person. We just considered him to be like a sure. villain. you know he's right. just a bad guy right. a villain he's an alien, yep, right? I agree. So I figure going I, I figure it's better to put uh, strong. Strong characters that are, um, you know, wheelchair bound or whatnot in the series, which they did in the first episode, right? Yes, they yeah. did that. There, the, the, there's a there's a scientific advisor for UNIT who's uh, uh, the actor in real life has spina bifida and she has mobility issues and she's in a wheelchair. So her character obviously has it.
1: I bet she really had that wheelchair though, with all the uh, with the missile and the, <laughs> the missiles and the, the, the rocket launcher, yeah.
0: yeah. Definitely, they all do. <laughs> um, so anyway, I prefer—I would prefer he focus on that than going. The only—the only way to me it would work is if um, they only ever meet Davros prior to his accident. Then. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're going to rewrite that whole thing, but that's not here and there. There's there's a lot of people that are upset about that. And then the other thing that people are upset about is uh, there's a bunch of dumbasses out there that are all hung up on. On uh, Donna's uh, transition daughter. Yep. Uh, so I thought her character was great.
1: Yes, great. And yeah. I thought they handled it really well, too.
0: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: So, you know what? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's You know, just I'm tired of these people. Just shut up and deal yeah. with it.
0: Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, it was all said and done, having, having watched the episode. And I don't know if I was expecting that or not. Like, I can't remember if I had known beforehand or not, because the actor, the, the, yeah, the actress is not, she's not hiding the fact that she transitioned. So I I can't do. But when I saw the episode and when they, when the, when the boys tease her, I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then they mentioned, then the mom mentions it, you know, very subtly. And I'm like, all right. So I kind of get where they're going with us. So, and it, it it plays into the episode as far as everything isn't what it seems because of the meep and all that stuff too. So, it worked.
1: So I did know about it because um I actually didn't watch the first episode until yesterday, but one of my friends had watched it when it came out last week, so he mm-hmm. told me a little about it and he told me about the whole controversy and everything. So I knew it, about it and uh so I was when I was watching it, I was like this is yeah, they they just handled it really well, I thought. And it was it was, you know, it was done in a in a respectful way and and I thought they handled yeah, it's it. it's not
0: like it's not like it's not like it's dominating the entire episode. Right. It's not like they're using it as a pulpit.
1: Yeah. It's
0: just just a thing. It's just like Donna is there, her daughter is there, her mom is there, you know.
1: And they even brought up like the like the questions like like uh Donna's mother had and, and everything, you know, which are natural questions that people could have. Mm-hmm. And and they handled it all that well. So and it was it was also nice to see. Donna being so supportive of her
0: of her daughter. Oh yeah, Donna's the best. Yeah. I will descend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it. We get it, Donna. You're
1: <laughs> She's such a great character. Oh, I'm so glad. I was so glad to have her back. Mm-hmm. Even though even if even as short lived as it might be.
0: Yeah, so I also, I kind of thought Rose was going to end up being a permanent companion, but I...
1: I did, too. I'm, I'm actually so a little So there's a different
0: girl that's going to be a companion for Shooty's character. I don't know where her name is, though. Yeah,
1: I'm a little disappointed. I was kind of hoping she would be, too, but oh, well. <laughs> but we might, well, I know we'll probably see her again at the end, but we might see her again in the future, maybe. Who knows? Yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, if they don't... I don't think they would go so far as to create that character and not, not you know, reuse her again. So we'll see. Yeah.
1: Oh, another thing I loved about that character which is completely unrelated is is the you know, she she has a side business making those toys, those dolls and everything. Yeah. And then when you find out why she makes them in in uh it was just so cool. like when they were showing the the doll with the, and like, oh yeah, so that's a Cyberman, and that's this, and that's, and you're like,
0: oh, nice. So when I rewatched it, they don't, they they don't focus enough on any of those to make you to to, to like let it slip ahead of time, right? And like, that's another reason why I had to rewatch it. I was just like, wait, the sheds the TARDIS? Yeah, so, yeah. So that 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 was just, I'm um, like a metaphor like when the thing fell and it looked like the Tardis with the light and all that yep. that didn't really happen. I was just like, wait, did that is that is that real or is that just a <laughs> right. A thing they're showing. Yeah, so, that
1: was just right. <laughs>
0: but overall, all 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 three episodes, I'm going to call them three episodes, the special and then the the, the two full ones. Um great. And it's going to be a bummer to see David Tennant leave, yeah, but I'm looking forward to this new doctor.
1: Unfortunately, but you know, what can you do? you got to um you just got to enjoy what we do have so the the next episode that comes out next week is <laughs> is called the giggle the giggle so i'm very interested to see what that one is going to be
0: <laughs> and i can't remember the actor's name now i'm drawing a blank doogie hauser what's his real name what's the, what's the, the actor's name uh,
1: neil neil patrick harris
0: that's right, Neil Patrick Harris. He's playing the Celestial Toymaker. Yeah, I I kind of like that casting. We haven't seen him since Hartnell's years. Yep. And if I you do. didn't realize, if you didn't know, the guy who played the Celestial Toymaker originally back then is the same guy who played the first Alfred in the original, in the original Michael Keaton Batman movies. Oh, that's
1: right. <laughs> I remember hearing that at one point, yes. Oh, nice. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun being a geek sometimes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I feel like this episode went really quick um, It did Anything else we want to bring up at all?
0: Um, um, I don't think so I mean there's, I can talk talk to Who forever But we can save those for another episode Yeah um, I would like to
1: if we can Figure out a time get together to talk about This final special mm-hmm. And then you know when the new show starts maybe we could do some of those and uh, I'm definitely down with that I think uh, I think we can make this a regular thing semi-regular thing whatever (laughs) I like it All right, cool well in that case I guess we'll sign off and uh, so I want to say thank you Dario for first of all coming up with this idea and second of all joining me tonight
0: Mm -hmm. my pleasure thank you very much
1: (laughs) and we want to thank you all for listening we really do appreciate it and uh, until next time, good night, everybody.
0: Good night. I want to steal my own
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>